Hello, and welcome to River Tales, a Riverdale recap podcast where one of us doesn't watch the show. That's me. Hi, I'm Sam. I'm Elaine. And I'm Kiana. And today, we're recapping Season 6, Episode 15, Things That Go Bump in the Night. You ready for choosing a lie? Yeah! Number one, Juniper and Dagwood kill a kitten. Oh, okay. <laughs> Number two, Jughead and Veronica perform together. <laughs> You're not excited about that. I was like, the, it threw me off a little bit. Go on. <laughs> Number three, Cheryl and Tabitha talk to ghosts in Pops. These all seem not plausible. The first one <laughs> seems like weird because we just brought them up and how we hadn't seen them in a while. So I'm like a little suspicious of that. Oh. Kiana is smiling. But <laughs> I'm always smiling. And the second one. Oh, we, always. <laughs> I'm always smiling. And the you second one. You never see her without that smile on her face. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <This> stupid smile. <laughs> yeah. And then the second one, Veronica just performed. So, and I don't think this is the musical episode. I'm going to say the first one. That Correct. Okay, yes. good. All right, good. Okay. They I mean, got it. still upsetting that Veronica has another musical. <laughs> it's <laughs> but, a short one. Okay, sure, yeah. yeah. Jughead does most of it. Yeah, honestly. Yeah. But, Jade... Wow, Jagwood. Why am I always combining it into ship names? <laughs> <laughs> Juniper and Jagwood, who should not be a ship. Or a Juniper. Let it be known. Um, they do speak words. They are in this episode, and okay. they do get a kitten, but they don't kill it. Okay, good. Mm-hmm. Is it also named after, like, some sweet treat? Butterscotch. Oh, cute. Mm-hmm. Of course. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. But... I'll say just another piece of evidence proving that they listen to us. I mean, yeah. Because, yeah, we were just like, we haven't Where are seen they? them forever. Where are they? And then, boom. Here they are with lines. Yeah. Yes. Wow. Both of them, too? Yeah. yeah. Interesting. Interesting. Mm-hmm. We need to get, like, more creative. We need to be more assertive with, like, what we actually want. I feel like we have a Jason, power. Jason, come back, actually. <laughs> Jason. <laughs> or I mean, not to give you a spoiler, but we're talking about necromancy in this episode, uh-huh. so he's coming back. Just you wait. <laughs> oh, yeah, great. It's okay, like, perfect. It's happening. Yes. Season seven. Yes. Yeah. All right. Honestly, I want it so bad. It's going to happen. I want it, it to be a main character. Yes. We should talk about the news that season seven is officially the last season of Riverdale. Yes. Mm-hmm. So it would be very full circle for Jason to come back in their last season. Yes. And it's going to be a full season, right? I'm assuming. Yeah, I think so. Probably. Yeah. Okay. I'm still, I have no idea what they're going to do. I don't know Dude, how I, I still like my idea of all of this, the like Avengers battle that happens kind of like resets things. Yeah. And the last season is them just living normal lives. Just give us some of that. I almost worry that this is this news is like, oh, we have nothing holding us back now. Yes. Like we we're canceled, so we can do whatever we want. So every episode's gonna have a musical number, every episode's gonna have a new superpower, new characters introduced whatsoever. Yeah. yeah. Okay, anyways, we should get into the episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, so we're gonna start off with Fangs and Tony and their baby custody drama with Kevin. Okay, great. Kevin is not in the episode. <laughs> okay. But he's Despite having it. multiple reasons to be. Yes. Yeah. But he's not. Okay. Mm-mm. Fine. Naturally. Okay, so Fangs and Tony are talking with the social worker about like what they can do to make themselves look better in the custody battle, basically. Mm-hmm. And one of the main things is that Fangs needs like a full-time job. Because right now he's just like working part-time at the White Worm, and then he stays home with baby Anthony during the day, which a modern person would be like, stay-at-home dad yay yeah yeah but this social worker is like i don't know some judges aren't like that they're gonna see that as like a weakness from you which is Mm -hmm. stupid because he's a man yeah yeah okay but anyway Mm. he starts that starts to get to him and he's like oh i do need to provide for my family more blah 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 sure yeah and he's like i don't want to look like a deadbeat even though he's like watching his child got it yeah (laughs) yeah Yeah. Yeah. like making it possible for the for like tony to have a career and for them to not have to pay for childcare, which is ridiculously expensive. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like, it's a pretty responsible thing he's doing. Mm-hmm. That's not the case. Mm-mm. So he gets a job working on Archie's crew, but then Percival comes in with his own crew, which we'll get to, and what? he offers them more money. Okay. And so he joins Percival's construction crew to build the train, you know? Oh, what are they taking down to build that again? Pops. Oh, still? Officially now? Because Tabitha couldn't get it declared a historical landmark. Oh, she's back. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, great. Yeah, and they're going to bulldoze Pops in like a few days. I'm sure they will. So that's like looming over everyone's heads. (laughs) But anyway, fun fact, baby Anthony is um, Fangs' tether to evade Percival's mind control. 
like Archie oh, told his, him about it. Sure, his like oh. I love this so much I'm gonna get distracted or whatever. Yeah. Okay. Also, I love how like Tony like when she finds out that he's joining forces with Percival or on his crew, she's like, no, Tony's like he's an evil man and he's gonna like control you. And Fane's is just completely unfazed. He's like, oh yeah, Archie told me about that. Like he doesn't know about their the superpowers. Yeah, he's like, <laughs> and he's like, but, but yeah, baby Anthony will be my tether, so yeah, he can't control casual. me. Like yeah. he's just like okay with all of that yeah. like, I mean with it. he did join the cult back in the day so this I mean but he's used to weird okay he's like yeah uh, he's, but that was so long weird. ago I don't know Kevin I get because he just like falls for anything but things I don't know seems a little more practical no no, no one on this show is ever surprised by anything <laughs> that's no true. that's true but anyway at the end of this episode Tony Spoiler. you see a little flashback of Tony talking with that social worker and the social worker is basically like the big thing you guys have going for you is that you're a couple and Kevin's not. And so you need to be like a united front. And because of that, Tony makes Proposes. A... Yes. Uh-huh. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. Ugh. And it's like heartbreaking mm-hmm. for Fangs because everyone always just like uses him and throws him yeah. around. Doesn't care well, about his feelings. I know. And like, and you can see like that he's very touched by it and is like getting really emotional. But also like doubtful in the and beginning. He's like, what? Where did this come from? And then yeah. she's like, oh, just because I love you. Well, yeah. And then it's like... <laughs> But is it? I know. I'm like, poor Fane. Also, they have probably the better case anyways. They don't need to be trying this hard, right? I mean, I feel like the biggest con is the fact that, like, the social worker said, they both have criminal records and they're both in a game. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I guess. And that's a pretty big... Is Kevin rich? Or he's, like, middle class, No, but it's not, like, a full-time job. Yeah, Yeah, as a cop. Yeah. Yeah. And a teacher. Yeah. Oh, no. That's right. He's, like, the... He joined his dad officially. Yeah, because he was he left teaching to go to New York, but then he yeah, didn't go to New York because of baby mind. Anthony, and then he yes. yeah. joined yeah, as a right. cop with his dad, and then Percival recruited him. So now yeah. he's a cop for Percival. Yeah, yes. no social worker or judge would give someone who works as a theater teacher in high school a baby. Like that's just abusive. <laughs> well, that's kind of I don't know. Do you guys like that? Do you guys like them together? I do like them together a lot. Okay. I feel like I don't like them together recently. It's like, is it too much for anyone to be happy? Like. <laughs> It is. It, it is. is, yeah. Because we need the drama. Yeah. And speaking of relationship drama. Oh, honey, bring it on. Cheryl Mama. and Heather. Okay. Oh, oh yes. yes. The reunion that everyone's been clamoring for. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, what's their vibe? What's their deal? Is it romantic There's or are they still getting to know each lots other? Lots of like ten- sexual tension okay. between them. You lots know, of and hair like... touching. <laughs> You're touching. Yeah, that's sexual. I mean, <laughs> honestly, there's like a little tension of like, hi, are you seeing anybody? Oh, are you seeing anybody? But there's not as much sexual tension as between Betty and her coworker in this episode. <laughs> oh, well, that is true. <laughs> yeah. Which is so random. Um. But. I feel like Heather, she is very, like, like, her, like, look and everything is very, like, librarian, but, like... From the 60s. Yeah, like, vintage, like, librarian. Okay. Sure. But kind of cool. <laughs> okay. She's got cat eye glasses. Of Picture course. That. Of course she does. And a little bouffant, like, subtle beehive. So she is from the 60s, basically. Mm-hmm. A beehive in this day and age? A subtle one. Okay, still. She's got a bump it under there. <laughs> yeah, that's very <laughs> Honestly, modern. probably. Yeah. <laughs> Snooky meets Gidget. Yes, that's, that's Heather in a nutshell. Mm-hmm. Yes. Snidget. <laughs> <laughs> but when, um, you know, as they're talking and everything, Cheryl tells Heather, you know, she's like, actually, I was wondering, you know, since you, like, are a librarian and that's, like, your profession and everything, she's like, I wondered if you could help me because she wants to turn Where Thornhill. she need more books? <laughs> she wants to turn Thornhill into the library since Percival's oh, getting rid of... Oh, the library. Yeah, like yeah, the Riverdale library. Wait, library. he's still getting rid of the library? Yeah. Pops yeah, wasn't enough? No. Wait, so he's still building... Wait. So I thought the library was like in... <laughs> I, oh, we can't tear down Pops, so we'll turn it in the library to build the railroad. But it's both? I think he tore down the library to save the town money or something to pay for the railroad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's because That's too ridiculous. much of the town's like funds finances. Yeah, finances I mean those tens of thousands of dollars in book fees. Yeah, going it? towards what the library itself? It doesn't make sense. Anyways, whatever. We don't don't question it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, she wants to make it like a public library though. So she wants Heather's help in doing that, mm-hmm. which she's happy to do. Sure. And when they start like doing all this kind of witchy-ish stuff, like sage and stuff, like burning. Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah. But Cheryl's like, oh, it seems like you're into a lot of, like, 
interesting stuff here. Uh-huh. And Heather's like, oh, yeah, actually, like, I'm a Wiccan and I, like, practice this stuff. And I have, like, dabbled in, like, worshipping Hecate a little bit. No big deal. Which Is this, like, an allegory for lesbianism? Like... <laughs> <laughs> Hecate is the goddess that Sabrina's cult ended up, like, worshipping. Okay. So we're like, mm, okay. Okay. So she's just like, I'm into witchy things. It's quirky. Do you think she, like, loves Sabrina, though? Like, she's heard of Sabrina, and she's like, oh my oh. gosh, I have, like, posters of her in my bedroom. Oh, definitely. Oh, Keanu's giving me a look. What is oh, that? definitely. <laughs> what, is she Sabrina underneath that beehive? <laughs> That's her secret. <laughs> yes. That's why her hair is so big. It's full of secrets. Okay. Well, actually, mm-hmm. after she does a little tarot card reading saying there's a war coming to Riverdale, which we all knew, yeah, she eventually reveals that she's not only into witchy things, but she is a witch. <gasps> I am shocked. Yeah. Wow. We, knew we never saw be. that coming. Well, okay, is she a witch in the same way that Cheryl is a witch? She's a witch in the way that, like, Sabrina's a witch. Which is worshipping Hecate? Yes. Okay. And, like, lots more powers and everything and understanding of magic and being a witch than, like, Cheryl. Because... She's, like, a fully realized witch. She can do her own stuff. Yes. Okay. So, like, when Heather moved to Greendale in eighth grade or whatever, Mm -hmm. her mom died in a tragic accident immediately. And (laughs) this coven of witches (laughs) took her in and raised her and, like, taught her to be a witch. Mm -hmm. So that's how she's a witch. And she's going to help teach Cheryl all the stuff she knows because she's like, "Um, Cheryl, from what I've seen lately, you seem kind of witchy too. And Cheryl's like, I haven't used that word to describe myself, but I've felt it for years. This is so gay. (laughs) I love it. (laughs) I mean, even the way they're using, like, witch, too. Yeah, it's just, like, a stand-in. Yes. Yeah. She's like, I've never used that term. And Heather's like, I don't know if you've, like, I don't want to label you. Mm -hmm. you Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Oh, I love that Cheryl has just, like, a witch girlfriend now. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, basically. Do they kiss at the end? No Mm -hmm. kisses yet. No kisses yet? yet. Do they, like, touch wands or something? I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) I know it's not that kind of witch, but... There will be many a scene for that to happen. Oh, yes. Cheryl can, like, light a fireplace with her superpowers and then Ooh, be like, the mood. yeah, oh, how's that going to come She did up? show her that. Okay, so she... Yeah, when they were talking about all and that. And is she like, oh, that must be from trauma? No, she's just like, oh, a pyrokinetic, yes. But that's different? And she's just okay with it? Yeah. Yeah, she knows about it. Okay. <laughs> Cheryl should have just been a witch. It's too complicated. <sighs> Anyways, okay. She's just a fire witch. But speaking of the other sexual tension in this episode... With Betty? With Betty. <laughs> and her coworker? And the new agent that was transferred into Riverdale, Agent Jillian Drake. Okay. Girl? Yes. yes. Okay. So, a couple episodes ago, Betty called someone from the FBI. She's like, oh, I have this coworker who's like into weird stuff and they advised her that was this agent but now she's transferred to Riverdale in person this isn't the other girl that escaped the trash bag killer no no okay they dropped that that's who I thought it was at first and Betty was just like burying her soul and I was like why are you telling the TBK victim about your mom issues? <laughs> but no. I mean, what a man sounds. Maybe let's circle back to TBK guys. Hey. She does mention him one time. Good. Cool. <laughs> Never to be seen again. <laughs> nope. Okay. But yeah, so this new agent moves in. Yeah, and Betty's just telling her, like, everything. Immediately? Practically. It's well, like she probably hasn't had a female like... co-worker in ages. No, because she no. kicked all the men out. Yeah, they're... All the agents in Riverdale are women. After Glenn. Well, then more men came back. It only lasted five seconds, but it was like... But still, it's the, it's like majority, like, women. Yeah. Like, there's, like, one guy. Right. And the rest are women. Okay. Okay. So never mind. But no, she's just, like, telling her about, like, what's been going on and... Well, she tells her about the incident with her niece and nephew. So she went back... So before this, uh-huh. she went to, like, her mom's house. Yeah, Dagwood and... Juniper. Juniper were there, and they were, like, playing with this cat that looks exactly like Caramel did. Of course. <laughs> you know, and Betty's, like, has, like... Is it Coop? flashback. Oh, yeah. Coop needs to make a guest yeah, appearance in season seven. Been What's Coop? been happening with Coop? He was going live a lot for a while, but I guess maybe they're not filming right now, right? Yeah. I don't know. I guess, it, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. More Coop content, yeah. please. If you please. guys are listening. Yeah. Yes. Coop, if you're out there. And we want an appearance. Yeah. On this podcast. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, but they're playing with the cat. And, you know, like, they tell Betty that 
Alice gave them this kitten, and while they're playing, Betty sees an aura around Dagwood. <laughs> okay. And so she's like, and even when they're talking, he's like, oh, it'll be so fun to like pull her tail or play with her tail or whatever. And Betty's like, I'm going to remove like, this not cat. on my watch. <laughs> yeah, so she takes butterscotch away. Okay. And she's telling um, Agent Drake about this, though. And while she's explaining, she's like, so um, I can kind of see auras. <laughs> and, and Agent Drake's just like, oh, yeah. She's like, auras are just like energy. And some people can pick up on it and some can't. That's totally this normal. This FBI worker. Yes. <laughs> yes. She has every single answer to every single question. Mm-hmm. I bet. Well, yeah. She's made just for Betty. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And even before then, too, when... You know, because Betty is also telling you about all the drama with her family and the serial killers and her mom with the serial killer, Jean. And she's like, you've gone through so much trauma in that house. You should go to, like, your boyfriend or girlfriend's mm. house. Winky, winky. Yeah, and Betty's like, oh, Testing boyfriend. Testing the waters, uh-huh. yes. And she's like, you should move in with him and get out of that house since it has, like, it's a traumatic place for you. There's so many auras there. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah, just the whole episode, there's just, like, yeah, like, so much, like, sexual tension between them. And it's, like... First of all, who is this? Second of all, what does this have to do with anything? Yes! And it's, like, okay, this new person comes out of nowhere. Especially when we just had Jughead, who was, like, kind of having feelings arise again. It's, like, maybe they're gonna go that route. Nope. New character. Well, and also, Archie just, like, told her, too, that he's, like, if you were pregnant, I'd want to settle down and, like, have a life with you here in Riverdale. Okay. And it's, like, all this stuff happening, and then suddenly new character. But also, Veronica can only kiss Archie, and so are they setting up them... Yeah. Has she been doing that? No, just the one time when Betty was like, please kiss my boyfriend. But yeah, it's like... That was like one episode ago. It feels like ages. (laughs) Because I feel like, yeah, I feel like they're going to like start something so then Archie and Veronica will get back together and then maybe Betty will get with Agent Drake. Maybe that makes too much sense. I don't know. We're nearing the end and we already have this new... I don't know. There's too many cooks in the kitchen. There's too many, like, new characters all at once, yeah. I feel like. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, it'd be one thing if, say, Agent Drake shared something really personal with Betty or they went through something traumatic. Where yes, and it she developed. Would, like, yeah, just out of nowhere, she's like... Betty's spilling her guts, which she never does. No. Yeah. It's so weird. It is weird. Okay, so where does that end up after she's, like, moving with your boyfriend? Well, when they're talking about the aura reading, Betty tells her that <laughs> she has certain blind spots, though. Like, she she couldn't see an aura around TBK. Okay. Or like. Do you think she isn't able to see an aura around Drake? Mm-hmm. Oh, I, I think so. Okay. She's really sus. Yeah, so what her, sus. What is the blind spot? Serial? No, no. Like what? Well, of course, Agent Drake has an answer for it. Palladium. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> what? She's like. They, may, they realize that all the people she hasn't been able to see an aura with are the people who have that MAOA gene. The serial killer gene. <laughs> oh, yes. So she Wait, has like a her mom uh-huh. and who else? And TBK. Wouldn't Juniper and Dagwood have them? Or probably not. Not necessarily. Yeah. So they get tested by our favorite doctor. Curdle Jr. Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. Make way, make way. Yeah, as a test to see if it, like, pans out. Mm-hmm. And we find out that, guess what? Dagwood doesn't have the gene. But, but Juniper, Juniper does. does. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Mm. And because of that, though, like with everything, it's like as soon as they learn something, it just, like, works immediately. Yeah. Because she's like, well, now that you know this, because aura reading, so much of it is psychological. So she's like, now that you know this blind spot of yours, maybe your body will adapt to people who have the gene. <laughs> oh gosh. She's going to get like alchemized or whatever, like in the <laughs> fire. Yes. Well, guess what? What? She suddenly. Just does it? Can see auras around people who have the gene now. Because she sees it around her mother. What happened? She just realized it? She just tried hard? Well, Betty took Juniper and Dagwood out of her mom's house because she was like, my mom isn't good for them. She gave them this cat. Maybe she's grooming them or whatever. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And 
Alice shows up to Betty's office and she yells at her and she's like, how could you do this to me and go behind my back? And like, you've always been such a terrible daughter and you've always been such a bad person no matter how hard I tried. Okay. And then that aura flashes because she's yelling at her and stuff? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, what is the aura? And it's like threatening? Threatening? Yeah. Threatening. Okay. Danger. 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 Yeah. And also, again, Agent Drake is like, oh, yes, because the aura, your body is, like, grown and adapted. So maybe now it can sense not just physical threats, but emotional threats. And her mom was emotionally Who is this lady? threatening her. <laughs> like, have her be, like, I don't know, a hippie therapist or something. Yeah. Who is this agent? What are they doing here? What are, what are they doing the together? Case. Are mm-hmm. they? <laughs> Seems like they're doing a lot of Betty aura talk. <laughs> Which I guess is relevant, whatever, maybe. Betty knows who she who he looks like anyways. It's like, I don't know. It's like he can be in disguise anymore, right? I don't know. <laughs> you don't know if she knows what he looks like? Well, she does. <laughs> I mean, it's hard to But I don't know what he's doing. Yeah. Yeah. She still needs to see his aura because... So, so she knows that he's bad. <laughs> yeah, so she knows he's a Because she threat. didn't see it when he cut up that body in front of her. No, nope, she's no. not sure unless she sees that aura. Mm-hmm. 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 So, yeah. So, lots of Betty... Or a talk. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, is she Which, still wearing her sunglasses? Or yes. Is she, yeah, does she triumphantly take them off because she, she gets it? Okay, great. No, That's but, still so weird. But at the, like, the end of all of this, after she sees Alice's aura and everything, she sees the aura on another person with the gene. With the gene? With the MOA. The yeah. Gene. Who else has it? Herself. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, so when she looks in the mirror... Is she threatening herself? That's what she doesn't know. <laughs> Or is it everyone who's close to her? Wow. It's in danger. Yes. Oh my gosh, Betty. (gasps) (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Good for her. That sounds like some real self discovery. Yeah. Yeah. We were just saying that her power was lame and now she's. It still is. Yeah. (laughs) But at least it's being used more. It's not just. But is it being used for the right reasons? Like, is this going to help them fight Percival? I don't know. I mean, I, it does come up later. This it is, is true. It is useful. Okay. All right. Yeah. Should we, we'll get there later though? Yeah. Okay. Let's get into it now. Yeah. Because, okay, so we already told you that Tabitha failed in making Pops a historical landmark. Yeah. She so, did not girl boss hard enough. She didn't. She didn't. Mm-hmm. So Percival is still going to bulldoze through it in, yeah, two days. Mm-hmm. So Tabitha's like, our only option is to... <laughs> Take everything out of it, move the building itself to a new location, we'll put it in storage. Yes. (laughs) So Pops can stay intact, but just move locations. This is a SpongeBob clip that I will be putting in. (laughs) We should take Bikini Bottom and push it somewhere else! (laughs) Okay, go on. So, okay, uh, how does that work? That's a great question. <laughs> well, that's where Archie and his crew comes in, and they're, like, taking out the booths and the t- tables and the sign and all that. So, why can the train... I mean, because Percival's too powerful? Percival doesn't really care about where the train goes. He just wants to destroy Pops and everything in it, which becomes evident when Archie's crew gets the whole thing gutted. It's just the building left. And the next morning, they show up, and Percival himself, or his crew, or somehow with his magical powers that are never-ending. But it wasn't Percival. What? Reggie? No. Okay, anyway, when they get there the next morning, all the stuff is back. It wasn't In the same spot? No. What do you mean? Remember when they come later? Oh, it was the ghost! (laughs) (laughs) That's why Percival, too, is like, I don't know what you're talking about, Tabitha. I thought he was lying. The oh, it was, ghost? Yeah. From the <laughs> fog? The ghost in the, <laughs> the fog. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's why the fog rolled in. I didn't realize that until right now. The yep. ghost did it? <laughs> no yep. wonder you didn't realize You're it's right. stupid. <laughs> so the ghosts, are the ghosts magical? I guess, oh. right? They didn't take it. They can move things. But like, do they work at, do they have a construction experience? <laughs> Well, Are these ghosts from Pops or ghosts in Riverdale? Okay, so rewind a little bit. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so like Kiana said, like they take out all the stuff and then it like comes back and then they keep on having all these like little accidents and things happen. And Tabitha one time too, like while they're still taking stuff out, she comes back late at night and all the lights are on and she sees people inside. Like retro looking people serving coffee to yeah. patrons. Oh, okay. But as soon as she steps into the restaurant, there's nobody in there. And so she finds out from Pops 
that there were four people who died in the restaurant throughout the years. One of them was the one that Veronica set on fire that one time. <laughs> no, <laughs> he lived. Did yeah. he? Well, I don't think he did. Apparently he did. Or maybe it doesn't count people in Le Bon Nuit. Mm-hmm. Oh, or that's White Worm. Oh, that's a different, it's a different, a different floor. Business. Yeah, There's, <laughs> They have like a strip club down there yeah, for ghosts. Yeah, it's different. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so who is it? Who are these four people? People from the olden days. It doesn't matter. Okay, great. Yeah, all these retro ghosts. Great. Yeah. Are they all from the same time? Is it like they mm-hmm. have like their wounds or they're just yes. normal yeah. people okay yeah, they have their bodies and, okay. or like the one waitress is like half her whole body's like burned like our Halloween costumes yes mm. mm-hmm. we inspired them yes <laughs> I mean it's getting a little creepy at this point how much they are obsessed with us and our ideas <laughs> yeah it's definitely not the other way around no uh-uh. no I'm not, not obsessed with any show. of their ideas <laughs> Okay. Okay. Where do we even start with this? Is this the the pops is back? Is this when we're like, oh, it was the ghosts, or did we know about the ghosts already? We never knew about the ghosts until just now. But like just now, as in when? When Tabitha saw the ghosts in the window, and then they went away. Was that after they had put the building back? Yes. Okay. So and after they'd like electrocuted someone with the jukebox, all these accidents mm-hmm. that we thought were Percival. Okay. Yeah, and we're like, what are his powers now? He can can like control like jukeboxes yeah. and well, things. Are like... the ghosts like acting out or is this just like another case of writers realize they need to add another thing in so they're like, oh yes. <laughs> it's explained. Because is it now? It, it's it's explained well. Because... Oh so well, yes. <laughs> Tabitha brings in Cheryl and Heather to do a seance to speak to the ghosts. Okay. So they come into Pops. This should have been a musical number. Truly. (laughs) And, oh, also, when they do it, there's, like, the cheesiest sound effects ever. It's, like, like, horror movie, like... Like a theremin? Like, cackling, like... Like... (laughs) And, like... (laughs) Like, lights flickering. Like, ridiculous. And it's, like, it made no sense. And it would have actually been kind of creepy if it wasn't for that stuff in there. Right. Sure. Very dramatic. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. One of the ghosts speaks for all four of them. Of course. And reveals that they are bound to Pops, not because they have unfinished business or that because they're afraid of the afterlife, but because they need to bear witness at the final battleground, the war between good and evil, which will occur at Pops. Yes, the final battle we, will be at Pops. So they just say it. Yes. They, yes. they say what we've been saying and they confirm it and it's happening and there's going to yes. be an Avengers battle. Yes. <laughs> and the and ghosts, what? Without the ghosts there to witness it, it won't count and it won't happen. Count yeah. where? For what? The battle. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, they could destroy the entire world, but it doesn't count unless the ghosts are there. Yeah. Yes. What do they have to do with good and evil? We don't know. They just have to witness it. They have to witness it. Are they going to be... Are they going to be... Should we play bets? Are they going to be at the battle? Or, like, it would make sense, maybe, if this was, like, a warning. Is anybody surprised mm-hmm. that there's going to be this battle? Is this the oh, first no. time everyone's hearing about it? Like, Cheryl and Tabitha? No, remember Tabitha Tabitha knew. And Cheryl's, like... Cheryl's clued in with, like, everything everybody else knows. Because they all meet together with their superpowers. Hmm. Right. All the superpower people talk. Okay. So everyone knows that there's just a battle between good and evil going on. Yeah. They know there will be this battle against Percival eventually. Mm -hmm. Okay. Glad they're really focused on that. (laughs) Yeah. And not stupid stuff. (laughs) Um, But yeah, so then... The ghosts are like, no, we're not leaving. We've been putting this stuff back because we can't leave Pops. And they're like, y'all need to listen. Pops is going to get bulldozed if you don't let us move this stuff because they're going to build a train through it. And the ghost is like, do you mean the ghost train? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, and then Cheryl at this moment. Yeah, she's like... Yeah, she's, she's like, like what, what are y'all talking about? Yeah, she's like, what is a ghost train? <laughs> she's so sassy. Yeah, because like Tabitha well, yeah. and Heather are just like, oh yeah, the ghost train. Mm-hmm. And Cheryl's just like, what? <laughs> like, ghost, is it explained? Oh, yes, because apparently the ghost train, whoever like conducts the ghost train or whatever, will then gain control of both the physical and the like 
spiritual. So they'll be in control of the ghosts and spirits and people on the planet. Yeah. What? So, is this what Percival so, wants? The yeah, ghost, ghost train? train. The ghost He's train. the conductor of the ghost train. Yeah. yeah. So that's why he wants it to go through pop. Ghost train. The ghost train. <laughs> <laughs> yes. That's and that's so why... random. <laughs> yep. That combination. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Go on. No, don't be sorry. This is so <laughs> stupid. But no, yeah, that's why he wants where Pops is. Because, well, yeah, he doesn't want the ghosts to witness it. And also, he he wants the ghost train to go over that land. Because that's where the ghosts are. Wait, I, don't I don't think. Know. I think. So, is it still the ghost train? Is it the spot? Is it the spot where Pops is? Pops is Pops. The, is the battleground between good and evil. So, I think maybe Percival the... doesn't want the battle to happen. Or, or... he thinks if Pops has gone, he'll win the battle. Yeah, it doesn't seem like or, he can access the ghost train or fight if Pops isn't there. Well, I kind of like got the sense that maybe he wants it to go through Pops because he wants the ghosts that are in Pops too. But like somehow for if, some reason, but I don't but know. But I'm still unclear if the ghosts are in Pops or if they're in that spot of land because it seems like they can move outside it if they can reassemble Pops. Yes, it's. All of... Like, is Pops going to be there and he's going to ram his train through Pops? No, that doesn't make sense either. No. Yeah, because he's going to bulldoze it. Pops is the heart of Riverdale. You always need to remember this. I didn't know it was the ghost train depot, though. Like... (laughs) (laughs) He wants to harvest their souls as well as the soul of Riverdale on the ghost train. (laughs) (laughs) What part of this isn't making sense? Is Percival like dark Tom Hanks and Polar Express? Yes. <laughs> yes. That's what they've been hinting at this whole time. I knew it. Yes. That's why he had a mustache in the past. <gasps> oh. Yes. Okay. I still am not sure. Are you guys? It makes absolutely no sense. And there's no rules to this or like parameters. Like how would, how would the ghost train work? Is it a, is <laughs> it's it a too much. Train? It's too like. And a layer of a, like a. Ghost train. Why ghosts? We haven't been talking about ghosts this whole time. No. At all. Literally at one point, Tabitha says, this is all starting to make sense. (laughs) And Cheryl, of all people, Cheryl says, it is? (laughs) (laughs) She's so confused. She's the audience surrogate. Yes. How does it make sense to Tabitha? Maybe because she can travel back in time now. She's just like, I saw this coming, but how did you? She didn't, apparently. I think just because of the battle between good and evil. and like. Well, she sees when Percival wins, so she must know, like, the ghost train has something to do with that. I don't know. It really makes no sense that she saw three million possibilities and doesn't know what's happening ever. Do we think they didn't know what to do with the train? So they're like... Because I just don't see Ghost Train being their end game from the beginning of any of this. No. Well, and my question, yeah, it's like, again, with like it being Pops or the land. Like, the Ghost Train, like, how does it get <laughs> like, the ghosts? Like, like the, does he want the ghosts? Or like, does he want Like, how does he the get the energy? souls of people as well as, like, the control of land? Like, does it have to Maybe drive hop- over a certain spot? Is it? Does it have to go through the soul of Riverdale to get the like, souls of people? Are people, people all around like, the world going to hop on this ghost train and that's how he controls them? Yeah, like, are people's, like, spirits going to, like, jump on this train, like, in a little ghost form, you know? And then he'll, like, and be able what? to control them all? And on the train? will be walking Percival zombies? Yeah, yeah, like, that's what I'm wondering. Well, he just rides his train around? <laughs> I guess. He just cruises. <laughs> yeah, I guess. I don't know. I mean, okay. I, why does he want this either? What's his motivation? I don't know, but I would like to interrupt your logical thinking <laughs> with an advertisement for Chime. Okay. Oh, yes. <laughs> Great. Please. Because the next part of this pop saga is Archie and his uncle Frank in the basement at White Worm. And Archie hands over his card and says, here's my Chime card. Close up on the card. <laughs> mm-hmm. They've already done Chime. We're doing it again. Okay. Not with the chime card. Before oh, true. It was this the is a new app. feature. Yes. Uh-huh. yes. Glad they have their priorities straight in Riverdale that they're updated on chime. Yes. yes. Everyone in Which the town. Everyone knows. I mean, honestly, <laughs> screw Veronica Bucks. Like, truly no one is using those anymore because chime no. has, like, monopolized Chime's the entire better. town. Yeah. Veronica dollars are only paper. Everybody yeah. uses cards. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it, and Veronica dollars do not have an app. Yeah. No? Yeah. So. Too outdated. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. Truly. Okay. But anyway, Good for them. <laughs> he's buying Frank a drink because Frank is leading Percival's crew to tear down Pops and he wants to convince their team to come back and help them dismantle Pops. So Archie plays the dad card and he slides this little 
old school picture of Frank and Fred together as children. <laughs> and he's like, Do and he it just for has my on. Dad. He just has on and on all the time. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, mm-hmm. obviously. He's like, my dad would want us to come together and work on this together and be family. Think about it, Uncle Frank. Wait, what does Frank want to do? Sorry. He's helping Percival build the ghost tree. <laughs> but he's like, as far as he knows. Okay. He's yeah. yeah. And he, you because know, he's, he's been being brainwashed for a long time. Right. And yeah, they have All the adult benefits. men have been brainwashed, right? Sheriff Keller, him, someone else, except yeah. Pops, mm-hmm, as far as we much. know. <laughs> Do you think Pops knew about the ghost train? I think he did. Oh. I mean, Pops knew about the aliens. Yes. Pops. He saw those years ago. Yeah, and he was like, oh yeah, there's aliens. And he <laughs> knew about the ghosts. He knew that the people died. Mm-hmm. Did he? Well, he said people died. Yeah, he, he knew, knew that people died. But... They die, Pops. Mm. Yeah, and Archie, like, Archie convinces him to, like, help them out just this one time. And he's like, like, my dad loved Pops. Like, let's just, like, move this. And then you guys can build your train, do whatever. Let's just put it beside, like, put our differences aside for, like, this one last thing. And Frank is like, you know what? Yeah, like, your dad would want that. Like, let's, like, reconnect and get back together on this and everything. And so, like, he's helping Archie take all the stuff back out of Pops again. And Betty, like, because they need some extra help. And so, like, Betty comes that day. Mm-hmm. And she's, like, she comes and she's, like, talking to Frank. And she's, like, when they're talking, she notices he Vibes. has an aura. Okay. That he didn't and, before? Mm-hmm. So she's thinking serial killer? No, she's, like, he's going to do something. How can she tell the difference? She just knows it's, just it's bad vibes. Like they're about to do something bad. Yeah, just okay. they're gonna do something bad. Yeah. <clears throat> and so she tells Archie and she's like, um, you got an issue with your uncle right now. And so Archie goes up to like his uncle Frank and he's like, Okay, I know you're probably gonna like drive this truck into Sweetwater River or into like a fire or something and destroy all the stuff from Pops. Uh-huh. And Frank's like, How'd you know? You figured out my evil plan. Wait, he was literally gonna like just do that? Yeah, yeah. he was gonna destroy all the stuff. He so- was just tricking him because he's still Oh, so he's just fully evil now. He's fully he's, mind controlled by person. Okay. Yeah. yeah. He like his. He's got that long term like you're my minion now. Yeah. Undercurrent, uh-huh. whatever. Okay. And at that moment, like Frank, he's like, you know, Archie, I didn't want him to come to this, and he pulls out a piece of palladium. Oh my god! And he like puts oh, wait, it well, in it his matter. hand, and he's like gonna punch Archie. Uh huh. When he does punch Archie, and then it like breaks his hand or something, you know, because. Right. Archie is invulnerable again. Yes, yeah. Fully indestructible. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Okay. So yeah, I guess Percival doesn't know about that. Yeah. How can he not be screaming? Yeah. And Archie even tells his Uncle Frank, he's like, go tell Percival that I'm invulnerable again and that we're ready for battle. (laughs) (laughs) At the pops at the ghost train depot. (laughs) (laughs) So So is there a countdown? You said like it's happening in like two days? Pops is being bulldozed supposedly in two days. Okay. We don't know when the battle is happening. Okay. Yeah. I assume the season finale. <laughs> yes. And we're on episode, episode before. 15. So we have four more episodes of this. <gasps> That's it? I, I don't oh know. Oh my goodness. I don't know. Wow. They've got a lot to explain in four episodes then. <laughs> they could honestly, they might just do the battle early and then like have three episodes of some new plot. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Like say for the next season. I could see them season. do that. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Anyways. Okay. But... They're successful in at least moving the stuff out of Pops, first of all. You know, because Tabitha makes a deal with the ghosts. And she's like, if I move this stuff and put it in a new location right away and make it as close to Pops as possible, will will it still work? And could you still be, like, witnesses or whatever? And they're like, yes, that's fine. As long as you, like, do it quickly, then we won't, like, disappear or whatever. Wait, sorry, the ghosts? The ghosts. Okay. They were like, we just need all the inside stuff to be the same. So they moved it to the the El Royale. Okay. In one day. Yeah. Yep. (laughs) Okay. And thanks to Benjamin Moore. Who? Benjamin Moore for the win, the paint company. Yes, they got the paint color exactly the same. Is <laughs> is this sponsored? Yes. Okay, yes. who's Benjamin Moore? I guess now What's I know. the paint brand? From Home Depot. Oh. <laughs> okay, great. <laughs> they have a Home Depot in Riverdale, do you think? No, no way. Where no. do you think they, they have, get their paint? They get their paint at... Paint is such... Paint is... Yeah. <laughs> paint is such a random product placement. It like, is. I've never seen that. Do they even do that on, like, home renovation shows? No, not usually. That's so weird. They like, are... They need the funding. Yes. Yeah. Well, They're getting desperate. Now. They are. Well, they couldn't work around that plot of moving pops. Right? Well, even the way they did it, too, like, pops walks in and he's like... Wow, 
wow, it looks almost the same, even down to the paint color. Yeah, and then Tabitha's like, Benjamin Moore for the win. Oh. Yeah. Boo. <laughs> Stop making these actors do this. I know. <laughs> but, yeah, so they successfully move things out of Pops. Does it the look The ghosts weird? are still there. The ghosts it's, are still... It's weird, but kind of cool. Yeah. Sure, sure. What was the boxing gym used for? Was that the community center, or was it just mm-hmm. the boxing yeah, gym? Yeah, but then Archie took it back, because he was like, well, they don't need a community center anymore, because Percival's a dictator. <laughs> okay, that's they fair. They have no community. Yeah. Just minions. Yeah. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Just little mind-controlled zombies. Yes. Yeah. But also, as Elaine pointed out, Pops is also Tabitha's, like, talisman that enables her to use her powers. So yeah. if Pops were to go away, her powers would be null and void. And Which, it is the building itself. It's apparently it's, all the contents and not the walls. Yeah, so... And, so what is it? <laughs> like, I don't know. Maybe you just need, like, 70% of Pops. Of what, though? The stuff. Like I said, the, the poop in the toilet? Like, what is it? Like That's in the 30%. That's unnecessary. <laughs> yes. It can be... Or it could be. It could be any 70%. Well, and they are moving the actual building. This is just, like, transitional. So we don't know if Tabitha can use her powers. Good point. But so, the ghosts are still there. Yeah. So, so she probably can. She probably can. She probably can. So it didn't matter. But, no, and it's like, and I thought that was Percival's reason for wanting to get rid of it. I thought it was, like, to keep, like, weakening them, you know, and, like, taking away their powers. Yeah. Like, knowing Archie and the Palladium, get rid of, like, pops for Tabitha. But no, apparently it's just for the ghost train. <laughs> Or whatever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I sensed a mental break there. <laughs> so is Pops the building bulldozed now? Like they did it? I think they're moving it still, right? They're moving it. Okay, so it's going to take more than one episode to do that. No, it probably will be, be done. by next episode. Sure, yeah. yeah, I'm sure. It'll be completed. Like the Curiosity Shop. Yes. The ghost train will be finished. Yeah, yeah probably. Yeah. Truly. Wait, did, where do they get the train? Know. Did the train just like you just tell a train that your your tracks are ready? <laughs> <laughs> they disappear. The train does. Yeah, you know it's like you put out like you do like the train like choo choo, and it's like oh a yeah you, you call, call it on your train you know, whistle. Like, yeah, you call it and then it just yeah. comes to your tracks. Yes, well, if it's yes. A ghost the train. wild trains. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. It, it emerges from the fog. Yes. Yeah. Great. Can't wait to see that. So we still have not gotten to Jughead and Veronica's <laughs> musical number. What could it possibly be? Ooh, what are your guesses? I have no guesses. I don't know what their storylines are because apparently we abandoned everything from last episode. <laughs> well, and it's like such a weird team up. They like, those two normally yeah. don't pair up together. Yeah. So it's really interesting. It is yeah, interesting. I like them together. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like that it's like different too. Has Jughead and Tabitha been together for a while or no? No, she's like finally back this episode. And they don't even they hang out. Together. Yeah. Yeah, not at all, he doesn't actually. Miss her? I'm sure he does. They don't want to smooch busy. on camera? I guess not. Okay, what are they doing? Why are they together, those two? Veronica reaches out to Jughead. Jughead is trying to write his comic, but he has like writer's block. So he doesn't. What's his comic? Graphic novel. His graphic novel. Oh, is he just situation. doing it he's just, for fun? Yeah, like he's just okay. trying a different format of writing. Oh, okay, okay. But so he's, he's writing again. Yeah, but yeah. he's kind of at like writer's block. Uh-huh. And so he's like not doing a whole lot. So when Veronica reaches out to him, he's like, sure. You know, it's like, mm-hmm. that could be good for me. Give myself a little break. And Veronica like tells him, she's like, I'm losing a lot of money. And she's like, the only way I'm going to be able to keep the casino open is if we can like figure out a new way to generate more money and she's like and i had an idea she's like you can read people's thoughts you know so she's like what if we put on like this magic show a mentalist act yes a mentalist act. okay and so and then jughead will be able to like read people's thoughts veronica just wants an excuse to wear a fancy dress well leotard yes sparkly black leotard black lovely assistant yeah Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and that's when she Sings them a song, which I don't know what it was, but I don't know. it was very short, like a little intro. And then we thought we're like, is Jughead gonna sing? But mm-hmm. she just did the intro, and then he came out as <gasps> yes, Forsyth, the fantastic seer of the South Side. Oh, Ooh. and he's wearing this like really nice tuxedo. Yeah, well, who's and coming to spiffy. this? Townspeople or yeah, the people who are at the casino? Okay, this is mainly for people passing through town, staying in the casino. Right. Okay. Yeah, so they, like, strike a deal. You know, Veronica wants, like, 
60-40. And Joy Kidd's like, no, 50-50. Yeah. And he's like, we only read the minds of people who are, like, willing. You know, so it's like, like the people... Who oh, sure, volunteer. sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. Who yeah. want to do it, yeah. Mm-hmm. And Veronica's like, fine, I guess. Because <laughs> she wants to be more, like, cutthroat about it. She's but... cool with it, though. I feel like yeah. she's like, all right. And so they do their little act, and it is very successful. Of course. And people's minds are blown. Oh. But Reggie's there as, like, a spectator, and he can see that this is going to be very lucrative. And so he wants a little cut of it. Does he know about Jughead's powers? Yes. Right? No. No? Well, Percival talks about it in the end, so I'm not clear if Reggie really knew or not. Well, I don't is, think how he does... knew at this point. But mm. I'm, yeah. Yeah, unclear. I think he just knew at the end. Anyway. Yeah. But he well, knew something was fishy. Enough yeah. to tell Percival. Sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Because he goes to Veronica and he blackmails her with the, like, you know, because he knows that she's the one who put the hit on her dad. And he's like, if I leak that, it'll ruin your reputation, ruin your career and your uh-huh. business. Like when she killed her husband. Yeah. yeah. LOL. <laughs> <laughs> but that was self-defense. Right. Oh, yeah. With Chadwick. Yes. Well, it was, but still. Yeah. But so he wants like 20% of their profits, which she agrees to reluctantly because she Reggie? doesn't want. Like, yeah. and not tell Percival? Yeah, this is just for yeah. him. Do this we believe just... that, though? Oh, yeah. Reggie, I think it's, yeah. Reggie just wants money. He's trying to, like, go out on his own, be his own businessman. I thought he was brainwashed, though. Not yet? No, Reggie was never brainwashed. He saw an opportunity and wanted... Does he have a tether? Didn't he try it? No, last time he went to Percival, and he wants Percival to teach him how to, right. like, like, control people's minds. He asks minds if he's a wizard, and, and then... Yeah, and he yeah. wants to learn that kind of stuff. Okay. He's never... It's all of his own volition. It seems weird that Percival wouldn't take advantage of him, but anyways, go on. You know, like, Veronica is, like, upset about this, though, and she, like, goes to Jughead again, and she's like, I don't even know if you can do this. But she's like, since you can read people's thoughts, she's like, can you erase people's memories? And erase people's thoughts. Okay. And Jughead's like, uh, I don't know if I can do that. But he's like, but I'll do some research. So On he what? reads a book. Yeah, he just reads some books <laughs> called, So You Want to Read Minds. Yeah. And he's writing, like, drawing these little diagrams and notes and stuff. And As if that's going to help? Like, you're, oh, whatever. he learns. Of course, yeah. He has to refer to his notes so he yep. can go deeper into his subconscious. Everyone's powers are getting so much, like, like, is Betty going to start shooting auras after this? <laughs> oh, like, ooh, I don't know. No, don't ooh that. That's lame. That's going to look so <laughs> bad and dumb. <laughs> well, like, give people a good vibe. <laughs> yes. Good vibes only. Ah. She'll be, like, the, like, heart. Yes. Like, yes, Captain like, Planet. Yes. Oh, my gosh. Wait, okay. So, Archie, no, Sharon. Girl's fire. Yes. Yes. Veronica is poison. Archie is palladium or whatever. Yeah. And Jughead is... Thought. Thought. <laughs> Thought. <laughs> That's even lamer than heart. Yeah. Thought. <laughs> and Tabitha's just what, time? Time, yeah. Mm-hmm. But anyway, in order to do this new trick Jughead thinks he's learned, the person who you're erasing their memory, they have to be either asleep or like really like out of it, focused on something where their mind isn't like distracted. Yeah. So Veronica gives Reggie his cut of the money in small bills so that while he's counting the money, Jughead does. He'll fall asleep? No, but he'll be distracted by counting his money. He's so so Reggie. (laughs) Yes. And then Jughead does his thing. Like, you remember when we said Jughead goes into like, the mindscape yeah. and it's a desk with the comics? Yeah. So he's in, like, the little Reggie comics box and he finds the memory and he rips that page out of the comic. And oh, then interesting. Veronica okay. rips the money out of his hand and she's like, actually, I changed my mind. And Reggie's like, you can't do that. I'll tell people about um that, that thing. And Veronica's like, oh, what thing? <laughs> So it worked. That's cool. Mm-hmm. Okay. But Reggie knows that something's off. Like he knows that, that he forgot that something. he forgot something mm-hmm. important, and he knows it's something that they did to make him forget. And so he goes after that to Percival and tells him he's like, they did something to me because he's like, I forgot something important. And Percival is intrigued, you know, mm-hmm. and he's like, oh. So he's like, apparently Jughead's powers have increased since the last time we met. Mm-hmm. Yes. So Percival's on to them leveling up. Yes. Showdown mm-hmm. in the mindscape, perhaps. Ooh. You know, it is so interesting because it's like, you know, Tabitha said like Jughead was crucial to the final battle and everything. Yes. And Jughead's powers 
are so powerful. Yeah, he's becoming like, the god who has the typewriter. Yes, basically. I know. It's like right. Yeah, I know. It's like Jughead. So he like, could go. It's a force to be reckoned with. Yeah, he with could go into Percival's mind and rip out Ghost Train. Yeah. Yeah. yeah do that, like, Jughead. All they have to do is catch like catch him when he's asleep or make him distracted. Yeah. They could make him forget all of his plan. Oh, yeah. what if they distract him with a musical number? Oh, I love that. <laughs> yes. Please do that. Yes. Oh, During what the song would it episode. be? Would it be like crazy train or something yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yes yes please. veronica's okay. like grinding on him during crazy train in, in like a she goes outfit <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes yeah that would be great it. totally that's the climax of the entire season that's what the whole show has been leading up to yes mm-hmm. okay so where what is the end of this episode that's all that was brought. it that was it taking About- out the memory yeah, and about Percival's reaction to Jughead's powers. That was the end. Okay. All right. Weird episode. All right. Today's game is called Who Said It? Jughead or Emo Band? Ooh, okay. Mm-hmm. Every so often, the mask slips and our true selves are laid bare for all the world to see. Jughead? Mm, I'm going to say Jughead, too. Jughead. Okay. I've never lit a match with intent to start a fire, but recently the flames are getting out of control. Emo Band. Yeah, Emo Band. Correct. I can't think of any context he would say that in. Yeah. It was through carnal defiance, with every kiss and embrace, they seemed to say, you have no power over me, death. Emo band. Emo band. That's Jughead. What? what? Carnal? Where? You guys want to hear it? Yeah. yeah. With every kiss and embrace, they seemed to be saying, you have no power over me, death. Stray away from the path, and who knows what you'll encounter. A hungry wolf, a handsome devil, or maybe something worse. Jughead? Jughead? Jughead. Okay. A handsome devil. A handsome devil? (laughs) The gnashing teeth and criminal tongues conspire against the odds, but they haven't seen the best of us yet. Emo band. Jughead? Emo band. I was like... I know that song. Oh, really? Oh, dang it. (laughs) Burning on, just like the match you strike to incinerate the lives of everyone you know. Emo band? Hmm... I'm gonna guess Jughead. Emo band. Yeah. Ooh, Ooh, even again. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's just a forgotten closet under a well-trod staircase where it's just you and the mice and the spiders. Jughead. Jughead. Yeah. Terrible secrets that could only be revealed by the cold steel blade of a coroner's autopsy scalpel or the telltale beating of a guilty heart. Jughead. It almost seems too easy. Jughead? Jughead. Okay. I was like, Casimo Man. Uh... <laughs> I was like, do it. Because I know that's Jughead. <laughs> I thought I loved you, but it's just how you looked in the light. A teenage vow in the parking lot. Till tonight do us part. Emo band. That's gotta be emo band. Yeah, it's okay. boy. It's like, I knew that one too. I was like, see, Jughead. <laughs> this tension. I won't take a fall. <laughs> fall out. Mm, boy. boy. <laughs> fall out, boy. You're calling too late to be gracious, and you cannot warrant long goodbyes. Emo band. I'll say Jughead. Emo band. Oh. Wow. <laughs> Dingers. What's the score? Alien wins. How many do you have? Seven. Seven to yeah. six. Mm-hmm. Seven to six. Wow. Yeah. I expected you to win. <laughs> <laughs> no faith? No faith in me? I, I mean, you did good. Yeah, uh, you did. So patronizing. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you did good. She's good for her age. (laughs) All right. Thank you for listening. As always, we're Riverdale fans first and friends second. If you want to support the podcast, please like and subscribe, tell a friend, or leave us a review. And please follow us on Instagram at Riverdale's Podcast. See you next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.